welcome. Welcome to K-Drama School. Hello. So nice to be here. So nice to be speaking to all of you. Folks, if you are not a Patreon supporter for K-Drama School, uh, I recommend that you become a Patreon supporter. Yes. If you uh, did not visit the K-Drama School store, which it took me like two years to establish but now that it's established it is selling mugs it is selling notebooks it's selling things that i have made so go visit the k-drama school store buy yourself a souvenir while supplies last because once this book is out you guys uh it's gonna be hard for you guys to get those supplies i assure you i 1000 percent assure you that you are gonna have a really hard time getting the stuff that you can get right now. That's a that's a guarantee. I also really strongly recommend they become a K- Patreon supporter because, oh, oh my goodness, how else am I going to pay for the website? How else am I going to pay for the school store? How else am I going to connect with you all without your Patreon support? Hmm? Yes, please become a Patreon supporter. And I have finally decided what I am going to do on my Patreon. I will be uploading a video or a post or a a voice message once a week while discussing a TV show or a movie that is not a K-drama. Yeah, that's what I'll be doing on my Patreon platform. It took me a while to figure this out. Yes, and I know that my Patreon supporters have been very, very patient um, with with me when it comes to that. And I really thank you. And so to my Patreon supporters who have been supporting me for the last year, you will get a signed copy of my book personally. I will write you a personal message, sign the hardcover, and I will ship it to you personally because you have been supporting me all year. And 2022 was, it was a It was not the easiest year. It was scary, really scary at times, but I got through it and your kind support really helped me get through that. And I am still in that very scary wilderness kind of place because things are happening, but it's also like, I mean, where where are they going to land? I don't know, right? I mean, navigating uncertainty is the scariest thing for any human person. And that is what I'm in. That is what I'm living. Each and every waking moment of my life is just me navigating uncertainty and it's terrifying and exhilarating and it keeps me alive let's put it that way um so yes my goodness thank you thank you to my patreon supporters and thank you to those of you who visit the school store and buy my supplies and have them as a souvenir and yes thank you my goodness yes what would i do without your fandom what would i do without your listenership hmm what would I do? What would I do without your love for Korean television shows, huh? And, and for those of you who uh, don't know me very well, uh, the Patreon platform will be very informative and helpful for you because I just happen to have a doctorate degree in film and television studies. So if I talk about any movie or TV show, it's like you're getting quality shit. You know, you're not getting some like random ass bullshit opinion pontificated by some, you know, some schlub of a male white comedian from Arkansas. That's not what you're getting, okay? You're getting some top shelf, top shelf artisanal stuff from a bona fide and educated woman 
who recently dyed her hair blonde. Yes, I finally did it, you guys. It took me 16 years to actually bite the bullet and go completely blonde. But here I am. If you're watching it on video, you get to see it. Yes, good for you. I've been getting highlights since 2021, and that's been fun. It has been, and I'm glad I did it. You know, I'm glad somebody suggested to me, just put it in my head. They were like, you know, you'd, you'd look really good with highlights. And I was like, okay, thank you, but maybe not today. And I avoided it. I avoided it. I avoided it. And then I finally got it. I finally got my highlights. And man, I was so happy that I did it. And since then, I had become a highlight junkie. So what I've been doing is like I was slowly highlighting more and more strands of my hair to make myself look like I'm blonde. But I wasn't. I, I never went completely blonde. I was only getting highlights. And it looked like I was blonde because I had so many highlights. But no, I was still pussyfooting around the very thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to go platinum blonde since I was like 20 years old or 21 years old. How old was I? Since 20, since I was 20 years old, since 2007, I wanted to go platinum blonde. I remember this distinctly because I had gotten dumped by my very abusive ex and I was super depressed. I was like immobile. I couldn't do jack shit. All I was doing was drinking and going to work and going to school. I wasn't doing anything else. And you're like, actually, that's doing a lot. I know it is. Right. And yet I, I, I was like not crediting myself for going to school and going to work and always like being on top of my shit. Anyway, I was super depressed and I wanted to do something crazy to snap myself out of it, to break myself out of the the funk that I was in. So I was like entertaining the thought of going platinum blonde. And these people around me, like friends of mine who were like white girls, like older than me, they were like, no, I wouldn't do that. I think you're going to regret it. Some other chick was like, I wanted to get my tragus pierced. And she was like, Grace, I've been young too. And you're going to regret it. Here's the thing. I never regretted getting my tragus pierced. And I, I'm blonde now. And I don't regret being blonde. So I don't know why the fuck I was listening to these other people giving me their opinions and then me absorbing those opinions and deciding that that was now going to be my choice, right? Like, no, why? Why? That's so dumb. Don't listen to anybody else's opinion but your own, okay? When it comes to something that you want to do for yourself, listen to your own opinion. Your own opinion is what matters. Whatever other people have to say, that's their own bullshit. That's their own bag. Let them deal with it. Just let them say what they need to say, but become like a wall. Just be like, okay, just let it bounce off. And then you go and do the thing that you want to do. Because it took me 16 years to finally be brave enough to go and bleach my hair completely blonde. And then <laughs> it took four and a half hours. And as I was doing it, there were a couple of things I noticed. For one, you know, the, the hairdresser that I was working with this time, like I worked with her last time. I worked with her back in February when I got my hair done. And she's great. She is. But like, it was my first time working with her. And we just didn't have a connection. This time around, there was more connection there. And I was like, okay, this is nicer. Um, and when we went full, like full bleach, you know, there are like stages to it. It's like a three step process. That's why it takes four and a half hours. But like at the first stage, when she first bleached it, I saw a reflection of my hair, like from the other side when I was getting my shampoo done. There's like a marble thing. You, I, I couldn't see my full face. I could only see like this bright neon orange glowing from the other end. And it looked hideous. I was like, oh my God, if this is my fucking hair, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. 
And then um, I just like, you know, I just trusted her, right? I trusted her and I kept going because she is really excellent at her job. If she wasn't, then I would not go to her. If she was not excellent, why would I go spend four and a half hours and spend all this money? I go with it and then she adds a toner and then the toner turns it into this awesome color that we have now. It's like an ashy platinum sort of, you know, like psychedelic. I look like Game of Thrones. I look like the White Witch in Alice in Wonderland, the Tim Burton version. Yes. I look like I look like Narnia. I look like Tilda Swinton in Narnia Chronicles. That's what I look like. And um, I like it. I really like it. And uh, she was like, ah, so like toner wise, like, you know, to add the extra layer of color, like, what are we thinking? Like ash, are we thinking? And I'm like, I want it to look like Starlight from Howl's Moving Castle. I want it to look like Sophie's hair. And she's like, I've never seen that movie. And I was like, how could you not have seen Howl's Moving Castle? And then I show her the photo and she's like, yeah, her hair is ash blonde. I was like, okay, well, all right, fine. You know, maybe I don't know what I want. Anyway, after she uh, dried my hair, right, she did the the just a setting toner to like tone down the bright orange. And, and then we didn't add an extra layer of color over it. And I was just like, this is actually good. I'm satisfied with this. And so I got headshots that I have to take next Sunday. And so this was just like a practice run for the whole thing. Like, how are we going to style it? What's the hair? In any case, I feel good. I'm happy about it. This is the hair that I'm going to have for my next set of headshots. This is the hair that I'm going to have for my author's photograph. And I'm very, very happy with the whole thing. Yes. So thank you so much. I am exhausted. Yeah. Sitting four and a half hours at the beauty salon, like sitting still and also like holding your neck up straight while people are yanking on it. Um, God bless yoga because... Oh my goodness, like all my, you know, all the yoga I've done and all the meditation that I've done, all the stretching that I've done, it has significantly reduced the the taxing toll that would have taken on my body had I not been doing all of that shit. And I'm glad that I, I have been taking care of my body because now I can just sit through four and a half hours of this. Um, and there will be more and more of these kinds of sessions increasingly as I continue down my path in show business. And you know, I don't know, like there's something nice about spending time just for myself to make myself look pretty, to make myself look like a way that will make me feel good. You know, I think there's something something nice to that. At the same time, there's something really jarring and freakish about it because just like staring at yourself for hours and hours in the mirror and also just like sitting getting your hair washed multiple times by different hands and having these chemicals bleach out your natural hair color. I mean, I think that also does take a toll, right? Um, So in any case, uh, to all you people out there who are getting your hair done, I feel you. I feel you. I understand your pain. But hey, you're going to look hot in that photograph. You're going to look hot and you're not going to regret it. And you'll be happy, you know? So like today, I I was exhausted, but I was happy. I guess I don't have a K-drama today, you know? I I wanted to cover like maybe an old K-drama. I was just going to like throw in an old one and do that. But like, I might as well just not because none of you have seen it. None of you care. I mean, if you're like really, truly OG, you know, Korean, then you might know this show. But like, you don't know it. You don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm just here just talking about my my hair job. Yes. And um, something else that I was thinking about is, 
um, when I whenever I listen to like Dharma talks by Tara Brock, and I and I know I talk about Tara Brock and Dharma talks on my podcast every once in a while, but it's the one thing that keeps me sort of grounded and sane when I need advice or I need some kind of like counseling or I need to hear some wise words while my head is shooting off with the opposite of wise words. I just listen to a Tara Brock Dharma talk and it it's so enriching for me. And one of the things that she asks repeatedly is, if you did not have all of these fears, if you did not have all of these like conflicted feelings inside of you stemming from your ego, your defenses, your fears, who and what would you be? Yeah. And it's like such a deep question. And it's a very difficult question to answer. So I was just spending some time today trying to answer this question, who and what am I without being motivated by fear? And I still don't know the exact answer. All I can do is compare who I am now to who I was before. So in my 20s, I would say I was severely motivated by fear of aloneness, fear of abandonment, and fear of being forgotten. Because that had consequences to my childhood, which were detrimental. And so anytime I befriended anybody or dated anybody, it was motivated by this fear. And it's a very dangerous thing to be motivated by because, you know, I ended up attracting and glomming onto people who were severely fucked up. Yeah, fucked up and abusive. People who just didn't you know, appreciate me or respect me or recognize me for a human person at all. And I was just kind of comparing myself now to who I was then. And right now I am motivated by love for myself. That is the one thing I'm motivated by every time I pursue a relationship now. Is this relationship going to add to more love to myself or is this going to detract from that love for myself. And if it's detract, then I choose not to continue that relationship. And what I'm trying to get to increasingly is find more of a balance where I can say yes to all relationships and all intimacies um, and hold my own without feeling like it's a dangerous, a dangerous space or place where I need to extract myself completely from. Because that also um, prevents intimacy from occurring. Because intimacy um, occurs when there actually is friction and conflict and people are able to get past it. That's when intimacy um, generates. And I have been so, um, how do I say, just so afraid of love and intimacy for so, so, so long. Like longer than I even thought was... um, the actual length like I used to think like maybe it's been like a few years a handful of years but no it turns out it's like it's been like since the beginning you know I've been um yeah like love and intimacy have been scary for me since the beginning and so trying I'm trying to find a balance like a cohesive balance where I can manage all of those things right um yeah and and I don't know I don't know like where you draw the line because in like spirituality and spiritual spiritual practice, the message always is love no matter what. Love no matter what. That's always the answer. You have to love no matter what. It doesn't matter what kind of monster they are. You got to love no matter what. You got to forgive no matter what. But it's like, where where do I decide that 
okay, I gotta love this person no matter what, but like at what point is that loving that person going to detract love for myself, right? Like where's the where's the balance? And figuring out that balance I think is the work, is the homework. That is really what starts getting tricky and hard. And so I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that just yet. But I was at the very least happy to hear myself say that I am no longer motivated by fear of abandonment and loneliness and being forgotten, um, which is like the equivalent of fear of death. Like I am no longer motivated by the fear of death when I pursue relationships. And I am now motivated by self-love when it comes to relationships. And um, and I don't mean like a narcissistic sort of self-love. I mean like the kind of self-love that I really ought to have been giving myself, that I'm giving to myself radically and freely now. So that's where I'm at with that. Some good news is that I guess I will be the one that is reading the audiobook version of my book. This is something that I've wanted And it's something I had to advocate myself for. And I believe this is going to be happening. So I've already begun practicing reading my book aloud. And it's it's an interesting process. I I'm learning a lot about myself while doing it. Yeah. What I'm noticing is that I'm super impatient. Like this is something I've already known about myself. But man, like try reading anything you've written aloud. Try it. Try reading it perfectly. It will really, really show you a lot about yourself. Like the me and my impatience, because it's not just impatience. It's not just like, why can't I get this right? It's the anger behind the impatience. It's why can't I get this right? Like the screaming and the yelling and the punishing voice in my head that fires off every time I fuck up. And it's literally moment by moment right? Like every other word I'm fucking up. And oh my God, the the rage that comes in. And I'm just like, where is this coming from? And, and then again, I noticed, oh, it's coming from all the times that I was getting my ass beaten, or I was being screamed at for making a mistake when I was like in grade school, when I was in nursery school. And that just, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. So you know, like, I'm, I'm the one that's self coaching at this moment. And so I have to just be like, okay, like, I got to relax that voice and be like, okay, thank you. Relax the voice. I got to take a step back, take a breath, and then just do it over. And then I fuck up again. And then I just do it over. I fuck up again, I do it over. And it's such a real, like, real live, real time, genuine test of my patience, and a test of my faith in myself it is it's a test of like all different kinds doing this practice run and uh I don't know I I find it therapeutic because it definitely feels like work yeah I know it feels like work because I've been significantly exhausted this past week while just doing this um just like even getting through five pages could take 25 to 30 minutes like it it is it is a challenge but It is a challenge that I am definitely capable of rising up to. So that is why I'm doing it. And um, oh, also, I don't know if you guys uh, drink cacao. 
I've been drinking raw cacao, like ceremonial grade cacao in the morning. And I really like it. Like cacao is actually one of those things that's really good for my bodily constitution. This is something I've been told and this is something that is has proven itself to be true. But yeah, like there's so many benefits to raw cacao. I drink cacao, um, the ceremonial grade, with water and no sugar. I don't add any like syrups or nothing. I just drink it raw. And that works for me because I, I just happen to like medicinal herbal flavored things. But if you don't like it, feel free to add some agave syrup. I tried adding agave syrup the first time I had it, and it it was fine. It was delightful. But now I just prefer without it. It's it's like on par with matcha, honestly. And cacao has so many nutritional benefits, which I didn't know about. Like it's like really high in magnesium. It's high in vitamin E, vitamin K. It's high in antioxidants. Like it's got all of these health benefits. And I've just been sitting here wondering, like, why have I not been drinking cacao this whole time? I think I've been telling myself to get cacao for over a year. And then finally, uh, on Tuesday, yeah, on Tuesday, no, on Wednesday, I went and I got cacao at Air One. I was meeting up with my friend Alexis. She's an L.A. comic, but she's now based in New York. And she was visiting L.A. briefly. And my, that day, she was not wearing underwear or a bra. I was like, how could you not wear underwear or a bra? You're wearing the tiniest cotton sundress. You are wild. I just I found her hilarious. So she, here she is basically naked with me at Air One, clutching her chest because her nipples are like sticking out in that freezing cold Air One store. And we go down the protein aisle to get my cacao and there just so happened to be another comic there another comedian woman so the three of us are just like talking hanging out saying hey and then her friend a filmmaker a woman just happened to come through and I was just like wow like the protein aisles really happening right now like it was just like a nice fucking little like gathering of you know working industry women in LA like hanging out in Air One and the protein aisle it was just fun and nice and I really enjoyed it so that's how I got my ceremonial cacao that day it was like with this awesome communal feminine energy empowering sort of like laugh and love and sharing kind of thing like giving each other respect and it was just awesome and um yeah and 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 one of the other spiritual sort of you know attributes of cacao happens to be a communal vibe and cacao is one of those herbal medicines that's meant to open up the heart. Like it's supposed to open up our heart chakras. And I'm always in need of opening up my heart. Yes, do what you need to do to open up my heart. Like, because my heart is always ready to just shut down. And um, I, I took some cacao in the afternoon this time because I've just been struggling with fatigue all day. And after I had that cacao, um, I just like lay on the floor on my yoga mat just to meditate and ground myself and this memory came to me so back when I was like 23 24 years old like 23 years old I was I was in a relationship not it wasn't like a a mutual and loving relationship it was like one of those like shitty toxic relationships right where um where you know he would just like booty call me like whenever he wants and I would just show up because I hated myself and I had no self-esteem so it was like very abusive very very abusive and and um when he and I first slept together like you know 
it was it was not exactly consensual. So um, on my end, like it wasn't exactly consensual on my end. So, you know, there it's like imbued with this trauma. Right. And um, I was just thinking about this guy and our our time together. Like we spent like a year and a half, two years together. And most of it was like abusive and awful. It was so awful that I used to get these rashes on my chest. I would like break out into hives all over my chest. And I didn't know why. My friends who were like pharmacists and nurses, they didn't know why. And it was 100% like a psychosomatic reaction. It was all from stemming from self-loathing. My body was like, stop seeing this person. <laughs> stop hanging out with this person. Stop having sex with this person. Stop having meals with this person. Stop spending any time with this person. Cease communication and contact with this person. That's why my my skin was breaking out into hives. It was telling me to protect myself on my chest, right? Telling me to protect my heart. And here I was ignoring it. I was ignoring this message, which was so loud and clear because I was so motivated by my fear of aloneness and my fear of abandonment and my fear of being forgotten. Um, my fear of being unlovable. Yeah. And um, I was thinking about this person and I remembered this one evening. So I was at my roommate's boyfriend's apartment in Harlem. And he, that guy had a friend, this Spanish dude from Barcelona. He was like such a character. I don't remember his name, but he was just amazing. He wore like a, like a fedora hat with like a feather. He had like this goatee. He smoked cigarettes. He had like a raspy smoker's voice, but he was young and he had a sexy like singing voice. And this guy shows up at the house, at the apartment. He's drunk and he grabs the guitar and he says to the guy that I was dating, he like calls him by his name. He's like, dude, dude, like come over, sit next to me, come play with me. And the guy that I was dating, he just so happened to be really gifted at the guitar. So this Spanish guy starts playing a song and he starts singing. And then the guy I'm dating starts to like accompany him with the second guitar. And it's not a song that I could, t I don't know what the fucking title is. It's some love song. It's like a folky love song. But it was like the most beautiful, the most beautiful session I have ever heard in my entire life. In my entire life. I mean, I've been to concerts like in New York City, you know, symphony orchestras. I've seen operas. I've been to the ballet. I've seen Broadway shows. I've seen so many, so many shows and musicals. This was like beyond, beyond anything that I've ever seen in my life. It was so natural. It was so raw and organic. And it was so full of soul and heart. And I was just having this moment thinking to myself, like, you know, being with this guy was utter hell. But that one moment, and it was like pretty much the only lovely moment I've had with this person. That one moment was like a gift for me. Yeah, it was. It was like maybe two, three minutes, but it was a, an utter gift and it will stay with me till the day I die. It will stay with me till the day I die. And it's not because of, of the guy that I was dating. It's not because of my roommate or her boyfriend. It's because of this Spanish dude. This dude who just showed up. He just showed up that night and just did this 
wonderful thing. So I'm thanking him. I'm thanking that dude. Wherever you are, bro, I still think of you. I still think of you and I still have gratitude for you. That was so, so beautiful. And and I'm just lucky that the guy that I was dating just so happened to be so gifted at the guitar that he made that song so much more beautiful than what it already was, which was already beautiful. So, I mean, that was a new moment for me, like being able to find this nugget of, I don't know, little little shining thing under the ashes of my my uh I don't know my intimacy traumas or whatever the fuck you want to call it right there's always something that's the point there's always something in the mud there's always something there's always a diamond in the rough right that's that's how it goes. I guess that's the message today. There's always a diamond in the rough. And um, the other message is also, if there's something you want to do for yourself that you've been thinking about, what are you waiting for? Please go and do it right now. Don't think of any excuses. None of them matter. Like the only thing that matters is you go and give yourself that gift that you want right this very moment. You do deserve it. You do deserve it. You can afford it. You absolutely can afford it. You can swing it. If I can swing this shit, and trust me, trust me, I could easily have said, no, I cannot. But no, if I could swing this shit, trust me, you can. I assure you, you can. So take that for what you will. And I will be covering a K-drama hopefully next week. But thank you. And visit my Patreon right patreon.com slash kdrama school and visit my school store kdramaschool.com slash store thank you